You're listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. I'm Rachel Winchester, and this week on the podcast, Carol is giving us a list of 19 family-friendly movies everyone needs to watch. When it comes to spending time together as a family, we want to encourage you to spend that time together in a myriad of different ways. Sometimes that can include a movie night, but hopefully you are also playing board games or card games, going on adventures, and doing other things to bond each week as a family. But for those movie nights every so often, you don't want to miss the list Carol shares in this episode. Listen in. Welcome, friends. I wanted to share today um, some movie selections for family movie nights. I think a lot of families are creating kind of a screen-free zone for their families, and then once a week they're having a movie night, popping the popcorn, being really intentional about it. But I feel like a lot of families are looking for great movies when they have that platform, they have that two hours a week to really catechize and encourage and have fun with their families. And sometimes they're just kind of looking at what's out there that's kind of modern or animated and they're missing I think so many golden opportunities to really enrich their children's lives even if they are having fun or you know a bonding time or just downtime nothing wrong with any of those things we all need them but it can also create a space where you're really showing your children the beauty the character the history um, of mankind. And so I have my dining room table spread with classic VHS movies. You don't have to get them in VHS, but I've collected these movies over the past 30 years because I am a film buff and I want people to watch the very best because that's what I like to watch. So I'm going to do several probably podcasts on this topic, but today I'm going to start with movies that have been made from great books and I have a whole stack of them here. So I'm going to start at one of my very favorites. It's called The Keys of the Kingdom. The Keys of the Kingdom and it's starring Gregory Peck. And it's based on A.J. Cronin's book, which I love, 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 and highly recommend that you read, of the same title. And it's the story of a uh, Scottish young man who's kind of a little bit of a slow learner or slightly of a misfit. And through a series of events, he becomes a Catholic priest. It wasn't really his plan or his intention. The girl that he's in love with breaks his heart and God uses it, and he is this amazing priest um, in his school where he is attending who just is used of God in a really beautiful way. So he becomes a priest, and they send his—he's his, <laughs> his, too outspoken, he's too honest, things aren't going well. So the, the bishop, who was the priest in the school, has now become a bishop, and his name is McNabb, and he's a Scotsman, and he sends um, this young man— Francis off to be a missionary in China. And of course, this is before communist rule takes place. And it is one of the most edifying, meaningful, honest, transparent movies I have ever seen in my life. And Gregory Peck in this movie will just tear your heart out with his kindness, his brokenness, his gentleness, and his love for God and people. 
It's an all-star cast that is just going to rock your world. Um, I just can't recommend this movie enough. Thomas Mitchell is his best friend who is an atheist who he just loves and loves him back and just the friendship of their lives and the mother superior. Wow. I mean, it's really a a powerful film. It's a character building film. It will make you want to be a more godly person without anyone being the least bit preachy in, in the movie. It's not saccharine. It's not, it's just, it's a beautiful book and it's a beautiful movie. Another Christian film that I highly recommend based on a book is Treasures of the Snow by Patricia St. John. Treasures of the Snow. And what it's based on is Patricia St. John, as some of you know, was the, she was a missionary herself, as were her siblings. They were all medical missionaries in primarily um, Morocco, Northern Africa areas. But when they were growing up, their father was a very famous missionary named Harold St. John, and Patricia went on to write the biography of her father, and if you can get a hold of it, um, Harold St. John, it's a great book. But when they were children, her mother was left with all these kids while her father was traveling all over the world, encouraging and ministering to missionaries. They lived in England, and it was expensive to live there. And so her mom decided that she was going to contact her nanny from her childhood, who was from Switzerland, and asked if she could bring the family and come live there, thinking it would probably be less expensive. And the nanny arranged for them to come. And so they moved uh, for that year to a little village in Switzerland. And so Patricia St. John, as an adult writer, sets this story in the village that she spent that time in as a child. And then years later, the, uh, I think it was Moody Publishers, decided they wanted to make a movie of the, the book. And the book is really about the power of forgiveness and what a root of bitterness does in terms of poisoning um, our, our souls. And so they con- Moody contacted the Swiss village and said, could we come and make a movie there? And they said, absolutely not. And then they later discovered that the book was written by Mrs. Sinjin, is how they say it in England, or St. John, Mrs. St. John's daughter, Patricia. And when they realized who the movie was about or who it was written by, I guess, they completely changed and said, oh, yes, you must come and film the movie. And it is just the most lovely, simple, um, edifying movie. And the grandmother who's helping raise the, the children in the movie, their, their mother has died, um, how she very graciously listens, prays, waits on the Lord, and then speaks the truth in love and turns the the children's lives completely around. So Treasures of the Snow by um, Patricia St. John, created by Moody Press. And then a movie that I really, really enjoy. Um, It's a classic movie of David Copperfield, and it was done many, many years ago. David Copperfield and Freddie Bartholomew, the famous British child actor, is David when he's a little boy. And um, Dame May Oliver is in it. Like all these famous British um, actors and actresses. 
So you simply must see this movie. It will make you love the book David Copperfield, and it will give you um, a visual. David, uh, David's father, in the book, he, he models it over, over his actual, Dickens' actual father, is Mr. Micawber. Um, he's not Davy's father. I'm sorry. He's he's Charles Dickens modeled on Charles Dickens' father, and his um, father actually got thrown into debtor's prison when Charles Dickens was a little boy. So this book is semi autobiographical about um, the things that he lived through because of his parents' irresponsibility, and his father was always saying that something was going to turn up, and that's Mr. Micawber is famous for saying, played by W. C. Fields. But it is considered um, Dickens' best work. And Dickens himself said that David Copperfield was his favorite son, uh, his favorite book. A Man Called Peter is another book that was made into a movie, and it's written by Peter's wife. So this is written by um, Catherine Marshall who was married to Peter Marshall. Peter Marshall was an immigrant. He came from Scotland, and he went on. He was a hard manual laborer, and he went on to become chaplain of the United States Senate. And it's quite a powerful, again, true story um, of a man who is mightily used of God and written by his wife. And I won't spoil the story for you, but it's, it's a beautiful movie, and it's a very convicting movie. I love the book, Lilies of the Field, and the movie of it is Second to None. It is brilliant. It's about a uh, Vietnam veteran, I believe, named Homer Smith. Um, Maybe not Vietnam. I bet it's probably Korean War. But anyway, his name is Homer Smith, and it's played by Sidney Poitier. And he's driving around. He's like an itinerant handyman. And he comes to the desert in Arizona, and he meets five impoverished nuns. And he stops by to do like a day's work. And the mother superior doesn't pay him, but she also doesn't want him to leave. And she wants him to build her a chapel. chapel. Um, And she wants him to do it all for free. But then he finds himself very, very invested in the project. It is magnificent. Uh, it was nominated for four Academy Awards, and Sidney Poitier won Best Actor. It was also Best Picture. Um, you cannot let your children grow up without this movie. It will imprint them for life. And the music in it as they sing, and um, he brings his guitar with him. He's just you know an itinerant kind of guy, and how he brings joy to the convent that had been kind of Um, dour and and it's just a treasure of a book another book uh, that has been made into a movie is the book friendly persuasion friendly persuasion is based on a book by jessamine west who is a quaker and it talks about um, the non violence of the Quaker people during the Civil War and how did they walk that fine line between being a people of peace and yet defending their families from um, 
the horrible, horrible travesty of the Civil War. It's a beautiful book and a beautiful movie and kind of fun. And Gary Cooper and Anthony Perkins and Dorothy McGuire are the stars. And it's it, there's a lot of humor in, in it, but there's also a lot of uh, depth. And then of all the Little Women movies that have been made based on the book, my personal favorite is the Katherine Hepburn edition of Little Women. Also has Joan Bennett, Edna Mae Oliver, um, again, kind of an all-star cast. But I love this, and it was one of George Cukor's earliest films. Uh, I think it was 1930s, if I'm not mistaken. But it is so well done, and Katherine Hepburn, yeah, 1933, and she just robs the movie she she just stars in it with such personality and dynamism and you can see why she and George Cukor went on to make many movies together because they're quite a combination a book that you want every child to read before they leave your home is Fahrenheit 451 Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury was kind of a science fiction futuristic movie whose time has come to where it doesn't even feel that much out of the realm of possibility right now. And this um, was Francois Truffaut's first English-speaking movie. He was, of course, a French director. Um, And it stars Julie Christie, and she plays two characters, which was very um, forward-thinking in that day and age. Um, it's also in color, so it, it's kind of bridging, you know, two eras in filmmaking. But I highly recommend this movie. It's so well made, and the book, as always, is even better. Maybe you're listening to this amazing lineup of movies, ready to watch them tonight. But until screens are in their rightful place in your home, they can't really be enjoyed as the work of art that they are. A couple summers ago, as Carol planned to teach a webinar on media, the Lord gave her the picture of a lion tamer with his whip in hand taming a lion. In our case, the lion is media, and we must be like a lion tamer wielding power over this beast. One time, after listening to one of our podcast episodes, a woman completely rearranged her living room and relocated the TV so that it wouldn't be at the center of their home. That sort of decision totally revolutionizes family life. So before you can enjoy media as a house cat, you have to tame the wild lion. Our seminar, Taming the Media Lion, will help you do just that. It includes four hours of teaching, including a panel discussion with seasoned parents, answering attendees real life questions. We also have put together a 21 day challenge to help your family develop a healthy relationship with screens. You can get Taming the Media Lion today through the link in the show notes and start to enjoy the freedom and connectedness that comes from putting screens in their rightful place. As Carol has often said, God never takes anything away from us that he doesn't give us something better. Now back to the show. And then Kipling wrote, I think, a very powerful little story called Captain's Courageous. And it's about this spoiled little millionaire child who is lonely and unloved. You know, he's a poor little rich kid. And he's on an ocean liner with his father who barely knows he's alive. And while he's on the ocean liner, he goes to try and smoke a cigarette. And he falls off the ship into the sea. And he's 12 years old. 
and they're on their way to Europe. And then um, he's rescued by a fishing ship, a Portuguese fisherman named Manuel, um, who is working in New England, rescues him. And on the ship, the man who owns the ship is Lionel Barrymore, one of the most famous actors of all time. And his son is Mickey Rooney, another huge star. And the little boy uh, falls in, and and they, they can't take him back. They're, you know, that they've moved on as they're um, sailing, and they have to keep him with them. And he is like a terrorist. He's the most annoying person that ever lived. And the fisherman, of course, is Spencer Tracy. And the little boy is um, Freddie Bartholomew again, who will just eat your heart out. At first you want to strangle him, but he becomes the most. And his relationship with the, the fisherman, with Spencer Tracy, is one of, I think, the sweetest relationships in all of, uh, all of film. So Captain's Courageous... A beautiful film from 1937. You can see that the movies, a lot of these great movies, are filmed in the 30s and early 40s when the world was a much more innocent place, before World War II, when, you know, things just became a lot harsher. And um, these movies are so beautiful to watch with your children. You don't have to make sermons out of them. You don't have to give them a big teaching moment. The films will do that for you, but they will leave your children edified and more uh, kind, more compassionate, exposing your children to beautiful things and letting those things stand on their own. That brings me to one of my favorite movies that has ever, ever been made, and that is the movie Goodbye, Mr. Chips. It stars Greer Garson, who is magnificent in the movie, and Robert Donat, who is a very famous British actor, and he is a kind of clueless British um, teacher, you know, he's a Don at one of the very famous British prep schools, and he has no relational skills, he's, he's just socially clueless, kind of dysfunctional, very lonely. And one of his friends, uh, a co-teacher at the prep school, challenges him to go on a tour of, I believe it was Switzerland, with him over the break. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And the guy's like, no, we're going. So he takes him on the trip, and while he's there, he gets he's on a mountain in the fog alone, and he hears um, someone who's stranded on the mountain, a woman, and he goes to try and rescue her, but she's perfectly fine. And they become friends, and it's Greer Garson. And she and he, unbeknownst to him, begin to fall in love. He doesn't really realize what's happening in his life until she leaves on the train and he realizes that he's lost his love. And they, they find each other back um, at the Danube in Vienna and they have a beautiful evening there dancing to Strauss waltzes. And at the end, they're engaged, and they get married, and he brings her back to his school where he's the complete social misfit, and he brings this beautiful, loving, very, very charming young woman back to the school, and the children are transformed, and the other professors are just stunned that he's married this delightful woman. And it's the story of his life after he loses his wife in childbirth. And how she believes in, in, 
in him. His name is Chipping, and she calls him Chips. And suddenly everyone realizes, of course that should be his name. And so he becomes Mr. Chips. And he, oh, I can't even talk about it without crying. It is a movie that every family should watch over and over again. And um, if you're a teacher, it will change your life. It will give you a vision that you may really need and be lacking. And of course, as homeschoolers, we're all teachers. So what could be more inspiring for all of us as we pour into the lives of children in our family, in our church, in our communities? Uh, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. It won the Best Actor of the Year Award, I believe, and also the Best Film. Um, So won multiple uh, awards. And it's just a brilliant, brilliant movie. You don't want to miss it. Another book based on, I mean, another movie, (laughs) sorry, based on a book is the masterpiece, Cry the Beloved Country. Cry the Beloved Country, written written by Alan Payton um, about South Africa during the times of strict apartheid and, and lots of racial discrimination that is just so heartbreaking. And it stars James Earl Jones as an Anglican priest and Richard Harris, the Afrikaans or Dutch settler, that's the, you know, the wealthy farmer in the area, and the story of their two sons and how they uh, tragically interact. And I won't, I won't ruin this story for you. But this is a book you absolutely must read and, and listen to on cassette if it feels a little difficult to read. It's not a children's book, and so you want to wait until this. Your children are probably junior high at least or high school to watch this movie, Cry the Beloved Country. But it is a majestic healing ministry of what forgiveness can accomplish and do in the worst of circumstances. And then a movie that most of you are very familiar with, I hope, but some of you may not have watched yet, and that is the Anne of Green Gables set, and it's starring Colleen Dewhurst as Marilla and Richard Farnsworth. Oh, my word. Richard Farnsworth will just knock your socks off. He plays Matthew, and um, Colleen Dewhurst plays Marilla, as I said. And then Megan Follows plays Anne, with an E. And this is the series to watch. If you want the real Anne of Green Gables experience um, that hasn't been modernized and whatever they've done to subsequent editions, this is the one. It was done by Wonderworks and you want to own it, and you want to watch it over and over again with your children. Boys and girls love Anne. You don't have to limit Anne of Green Gables to your girls. Mark Twain said she was the most delightful thing that ever happened, and I agree. She just is universally a fascinating character. And then Life with Father, the story of Clarence Day, written by his son, Clarence Jr., And it will make you laugh out loud. It is brilliant and funny. And just the humanity of this father with all of his flaws, all of his weaknesses, yet he just has a heart of gold. Life with Father by Clarence Day. And then I want to share Anna and the King. 
um, which is st- stars Jodie Foster and Chow Yun Fat. Fat. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it is a beautifully done book from Anna and the King of Siam. Uh, the book is titled that. I'm sorry, and the movie is a remake of it. It is a true story, as I said, and it's about a young American, uh, excuse me, British woman who goes to be a governess to the King of Siam's children. And wow, it's it's such a good book and such a good movie. And then October Sky, based also on a true story, um, is about a young man living a kind of loveless life in the coal mining towns of West Virginia. And um, he's really, really gifted. And he sees the Sputnik launch from Soviet Russia. And he just decides that that's going to be his future to build rockets. And he has a teacher that will just light up your life. And her, she's played by Laura Dern. And she has some friends. And, her, and his father, Chris Cooper, is just a crabby, critical, um, kind of mean guy. But, but this little boy overcomes that. And he and his three friends, so the, the four of them, build rockets. And it is a true story, and they just overcome every kind of odd. You're going to cry, and you're going to laugh. And it's just going to make your day. So October Sky, if you want your children to dream dreams, pursue their own interests, what a great, great movie. And then the true story of Miss Potter. Uh, Wow. I love this movie, and of course, it's true. It's all about the author of Peter Rabbit. Her name was Beatrix Potter, and she was raised in a very uh, social climbing British home. Her mother was about as deep as a toothpick. Her father was a little bit nicer, but still, she lived a very lonely life, and she lived the life of her in the life of her imagination. But the way that she kind of lived vicariously was through animals and she would have all these pets and she would drive her nurse crazy her nanny crazy with all of her live animals in in the nursery or you know where the children lived she and her brother but they would collect bugs and animals and and then she would paint them and draw them from life and then she began to write stories about them and Peter Rabbit was a story she wrote for her nanny's little boy Noel who was sick and when uh, years went on, she asked if she could have the little story back. And that was her first book. And it was published by uh, Warren Publishing. And she was very insistent as she wrote subsequent books that they needed to be the size of a child's hand. And um, she used very large words. She never spoke down to children. And even though the characters in her books were animals, they were nothing but people with fur on. So there was nothing supernatural about her stories. They were all just typical village life in a British village. And um, her books have never been surpassed. She wrote, I believe, 19 little stories. And she is considered the finest children's illustrator of all time. So she illustrated as well as wrote her delicious little stories, things like Peter Rabbit and 
the tale, the tailor of Gloucester, and the tale of two bad mice, and uh, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle, and you just have to read all of her books. And it doesn't matter if you're five or fifty-five; you must read all of Beatrix Potter. And this movie, I hope, will help you. It's studying, it's starring Renee Zellweger and uh, Ewan McGregor. It is a lovely true story about her life. And then a, a movie that I watch frequently because it charges me up as a teacher is Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver. Wow. It's about Jaime, um, who was a Jaime Escalante, who was a, a businessman, and he felt like his life wasn't making a difference. So he quit his successful um, business life and he went and became a math teacher at East Los Angeles. Um, at Garfield High and it was the most horrible kind of the school that time had left behind there was no money there was no enthusiasm the teachers were just putting in their time the kids weren't even showing up for class nobody cared and he came in and began to rock that school and of course it's a true story and I love the book about his life as well um he went on to take these kind of throwaway kids. He took them to um, the, the state exam for calculus, and every one of them passed it, and they were accused of cheating because no one believed that anyone from Garfield High could take the highest high school AP course and, and pass the exam. So then they had to take it again. And it's all a true story. And he stayed in that school for years. And what he did for those kids, it will make you want to put on your boots and, and teach with all of your heart and inspire and challenge kids to excellence and not let them just kind of hide in mediocrity. And then the movie Brother Son, Sister Moon, is, again, based on the true story of the life of St. Francis of Assisi. And it is done um, in beautiful filmography. It is set in Italy, of course, where he lived in Assisi. And um, it has, it's a little dated, so you just have to ignore that. And it's not for little tiny children, but it will really inspire you as well. And it's, um, it's done with excellence and beauty. And I, it, it will deliver. I promise you that. It will deliver. Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. It's de uh, produced and directed by Franco Zeffirelli, the famous Italian director who did Romeo and Juliet, Taming of the Shrew, um, Tea with Mussolini. So he's a wonderful, wonderful, gifted director. And he did a beautiful job on Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. And if you ever get a chance to go to Assisi, it is a holy place that even um, little children will feel the Holy Spirit's presence in that little town and the impact that St. Francis had on that town and the world and the church. And then I'm going to close with Chariots of Fire. It is a true story as well. And um, it is the story of the British Olympic um, team that, that went to Paris 
for the Olympics in 1924. And on the team was a runner named Eric Little. And Eric was a Scotsman. Uh, Most of the young men on the team were Oxford grads or attending Oxford. But Eric came from a very different background. He was the child of missionaries in China. And um, he had very high standards and was raised. And when you see his parents in the movie, um, the people who portray his parents, he was raised in a very, very set-apart home. But he was a runner. And as he said to his sister, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And it's the true story of how when they got to Paris, he found out that they were going to have to run on Sunday. And he was a strict uh, Presbyterian, and they considered Sunday the Sabbath. Actually, I feel that Saturday is always the Sabbath because that's what God instituted. But in the Presbyterian world that he was raised in, Sunday was considered the Sabbath, and you couldn't violate it, and there were very, very strict rules. No games, no running, no joviality. Obviously, you know, things have changed a lot, but back then it was the rule of conduct. And he felt that he could not violate his conscience, and he refused to run. And the prince of, of England um, pressured him and everyone, you know, accusing him of not being patriotic. And he was like, I cannot violate my conscience. And he was going to walk away from the Olympics. And they, someone else offered to trade places with him. And it's this story of how he um, just declared that integrity was more important than fame and that he was a man of honor. And after the Olympics, when he came home as a rock star um, to England with his gold medals, um, he, he was honored in every way possible and then immediately went onto the mission field and during the uh, invasion of China, he was held in a prison camp where he ministered in that, that prison camp and he died there. And he was just a man that every child wants to grow up to be like and it's a beautiful opportunity. It's a beautifully made movie. It won the Academy Award. Uh, it actually won four, including Best Picture. The music is haunting and and wonderful, and um, it is so beautifully played. Ian plays um, Eric Little, Ben Cross, Nigel Havers. You're going to recognize a lot of the people in the movie. They're, you know, Sir John Giggold. They are the stars of British film, and you do not want to miss Chariots of of Fire. You need to show it in your youth groups. It's amazing to me how many Christian kids have never seen Chariots of Fire. It is one of the greatest films of our faith. It was not made by Christians, but if you make a movie about Eric Little, it's going to shine for Christ, and and you're going to be very, very blessed and ministered by watching it. So those are some great, great movies that are based on books and based on true stories, and um these, these are ways that we can use film to edify and transform our children's lives and expand our vision 
so that we believe more of, of our children, more of ourselves, more of how we can impact and change our world. These movies will energize you and empower you and change you. So I hope you enjoy these selections and um, let me know what you think. Blessings. You've been listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. If you are ready to add some movies to your family's lineup, I looked into a lot of these and was able to find most of them available in some way online. But if you can't find them online, look at your library, find a friend who might have them, or start your own DVD collection. You think I'm kidding, but I am old school like that. Lastly, if you have questions about homeschooling or a topic that you want to hear about on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can submit your question or idea at homeschoolmadesimple.net forward slash ideas. You can find the link in the show notes as well. Thanks for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. Be sure to join us next time as we help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.